Hi, welcome back to the Louise Hunting Strategies Podcast. This is Levi. This is Clinton Kenneth Manning the first. This is Wes. And this week we got my buddy Justin Nye on. Justin, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, Justin Nye and I'm from uh, originally from Jessup, Iowa, which is over by Independence. But now I live over in Wisconsin. Um, and I'm a land manager for a couple. So it's nice for flexibility-wise for being able to hunt like I do. Because I did three trips to South Dakota this year, which was pretty amazing. One trip to Minnesota, and then did a lot of pheasant hunting here in Iowa. So, so did you basically just pheasant hunt only when you were in South Dakota? Or you said that you were out there at the same time as Wes and I were, right? Right. So we did a little turkey hunting, too, out in the Black Hills. And then um, the grouse hunting was my main thing for South Dakota. I got a little pheasant hunting in there, and then I pheasant hunted mostly Iowa. And then also deer hunted in Wisconsin. So. Yeah, sorry. That was that was Justin's phone vibrating on the table, if you guys heard that one. Guy's a popular guy. You know, land manager does all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what do you expect? Do you do that land management with Wade? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, okay. Oh, that's Justin Steinus. Oh, that's yeah. Justin. They, okay. they look close, and they have yeah, the well, same I was, name. I was like, I kind of feel like this guy does that with him. But So do you just do that with yourself, or who do you, yeah, who I just, do you go through? Yeah, it's just me by myself working for them and then i like work for her brother and uh two brothers actually so how'd you get caught up in doing the land management i went to school for conservation management and just working through landowners over the years and just making connections is really how it came about and just finally found somebody that could hire me full-time so it's pretty pretty sweet gig that sounds like a pretty sweet gig yeah so how about the the pheasants out there in south dakota how was that not bad um our group you know we had 15 people this year in South Dakota. Um, we went to like a hunting preserve and it's a huge hunting lodge. And it's just, it's a blast every time. Like nice. we had like 12 dogs, including my own. And you just walk sorghum fields and you just slowly walk through and just wait for birds to flush. And this year we had a drone um, flying behind us, taking oh, videos cool. and everything. And it was the best like video you could possibly imagine. So. That's awesome. How many birds you guys get out there then? We ended up with like 210 this year. Jeez. Um, and then, like I said, I did a little grouse hunting on that trip and picked up a couple. So sure. You got 210 pheasants out in South Dakota alone. Just just our group did. Yeah. Wow. In two days, two hours hunting each day. What is what is the limit? How many can you get per person? So the hunting preserves a little different than like your normal like just going on public ground because public ground is like three birds, just okay. like Iowa is per day. So the hunting preserve is just more of whatever you shoot, we get to keep. Okay, so that's, that's kind of awesome. like the the farms around here where you like pay to go on there. Okay, a little bit, yep. Because like for every bird we shoot, they release three more. So oh wow! Okay, that's cool. There's going to be a plentiful amount of birds out there. In the no future. wonder Sodak has so many birds. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. That's awesome. But and like we were grouse hunting out by Wall, and we went to like a, a small town distillery. We're like, yeah, you get many uh, grouse hunters out here. Like you're the first. And they've been open for like eight years. Oh, no kidding. Like, we get mule deer and antelope hunters, but we've never seen a grouse hunter before. Huh. You know, like, we're just in shock because our first trip uh, in September, we probably seen 100 grouse, and we got 21. Like, we did pretty good, we thought. And sure. Like, is that still on the reserve, too? No, that's all public ground. All public. And that's what we were shocked that nobody else is hunting them because we barely scraped the surface on the amount of ground you could have grouse sure. hunt on out there. And that's just a whole new species, a whole different habitat. Like, you find pheasants and grouse in two different habitats. Like, if you guys ever want to go, just let me know. I can get Actually, some support. I did not know that. 
I didn't either. I so, figured they all be so the same. So where are the grouse at in comparison to the pheasant? So your pheasants really like the thicker grass a lot, like your big blue stems, like yep. tall grass prairies. The grouse are more of like probably 12 to 15 inch habitat. And they really like hilltops. And when they flush, they'll fly for a half mile. So you got to watch and then you can, might be able to get back on top of them versus a pheasant. Then they get up, they'll go hundred yards and get back down. So it's just two different species, and it's just it was a lot of fun. First time doing it, but we had a blast. So I I assume you used dogs. We did. So I got two labs, and my buddy has two uh, vishlas. How'd your dogs do with dealing with the grouse? Just fine. Oh yeah, another bird to them, pretty much. It was a bird that flushes and a bird that dies. So they retrieved them all the same. Perfect. How long have you been hunting with dogs then? I've had my dog Ruby. This was her eighth season, and then Oakley. This was her second. So. Gotcha. So hopefully another four years get another one to if the wife lets me. I've got a total sidetrack here. <laughs> I have a dog named Ruby, okay. but she is uh, totally worthless. Just a wiener dog, but uh, you know, <laughs> so I told her <laughs> Of course, Ruby's but awesome. After uh, my buddy got his Vishla's lives, this is their second season too. It's so nice having pointers, sure, because they creep up. You you get false points once in a while, but it's so much nicer being able to just relaxingly walk with the dog versus my flushers they just run when they get on a hot trail they're running so if you're not with them they're flushing birds in front of you it's like damn <laughs> there goes another one i just just sky bust them you know might get that lucky bb in there right <laughs> so Fucking as it's sky busters <laughs> as wes and levi know i'm not big on these whole bird things if they have feathers i don't even care about them but yeah. i believe wes was saying something about a mule deer hunt this year um, I did it. My neighbor did. Oh, okay. South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said you did. That's my bad. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, my neighbor, him and his buddy, they both went out and they got their meal there in two days. Wow. They should have had them. They should have had them both the first day, but the, his buddy missed the, missed the first one he shot at. Sure. So. That's a whole neighborhood full, full of killers, man. Oh I'm my kidding. God. Gosh, oh, you should see his back, our backyard. He's shooting coyotes at night, every night. It seems like. That's awesome. <laughs> We're like all of a sudden here, gunshot, like, yep. Neighbor shot another coyote. He nice. has a thermal and silencer on his gun too, so it's that's a good thing. That's what I need for out of my place. Uh, yep, yep. Just the thermal alone. I don't care about the suppressor. I just <laughs> definitely need a thermal. I live in the middle of the woods, like yep. literally in the middle of the woods. So sure. it would be awesome to just sit out there and just scan the woods all night long. Yeah, you'd be literally be shooting anything that has a heat sensor, and you'd be like, "I'll see what it was in the morning." Yep. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've used I've used. Uh, stuff like that before mm-hmm. and you can definitely tell i mean by the way things move and the shape of them what is okay to shoot and what is not okay to shoot i mean the neighbor's dog might get one taken to it but hey well, shouldn't be out in the woods in the middle of the night what are you doing <laughs> doesn't your dog get out pretty often no i don't have a dog he gone oh he didn't come home no he's gone Oh, it's a long story. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> neighbor got him with a thermal. That's what it's like. <laughs> it looked like a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how'd, how'd your turkey hunt go out there? You said we we're out there at the same oh. time. We just must have missed each other. And yeah, so backtracking to late April there. Yep. My buddy and I, he got off work Thursday night, just like I did. And we drove through the night. Dude, we were probably on the road, yeah. road the same time. We should have rode together. We would have had four birds dead. Uh, yeah. Ask Wes. It was not a great ride for him once we had to get my spare up into the truck. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, yeah, we had the spare in the back. And 
we put his bird in the cooler mm-hmm. and we had to put a spare tire behind my seat and I had to ride with the seat all the way forward mm-hmm. the whole time we were out there with my knees against the dash. Ouch. Yeah, he yeah. was having a good time. No, it sucked. And he was maybe or may not have been an a-hole and slamming the brakes a couple times. What? Me do that? Yeah. No, never. <laughs> you know, I still got to bring it up. So you should have seen this. Oh, it was absolutely hilarious. The last day we were out there, and I'm sure people that have listened to the podcast already know this story. But in the morning, he's like, man, he's like, I don't really know if I want to go. He's like, I just kind of want to go home. He's like, I'm ready. He's like, I'm done. He's like, it's just, it's, it was shitty there that week. You were mm-hmm. there, you know. And uh, I'm like, I finally talked him into it. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, let's just go do a sit. And I was like, try to get one. He goes, all right, fine. And uh, he's tying his boots on and. And it was real windy, and I had that this door on my topper that we were sleeping in open, and it swung down and smoked him at the back of the head. And he <laughs> he just stands up, and he goes, "I'm done." He's like, "I'm so done." He's just tromping around like a six year old having a tantrum. <laughs> I am so done. He's like, "I just want to go home now." He's like, "I'm done with this shit." I'm like, "Oh, like, all right, whatever." And I just I literally, it, it's like a what a thirteen hour drive from yeah. from here oh, to there. Yeah. I laughed about it the entire way. Every so, so often, I'll be sitting there, and I'll just start laughing about it. Oh, it was so dumb. It was one of the greatest moments of hunting ever. Yeah, when, <laughs> when you were, la- were not laughing about that, you were hitting your brakes and laughing about him going into the back. <laughs> all the way home, we took those spare tire, put it in the box. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were able, well, because we were sleeping in the back of the truck. Yeah. Right. So we had to get the spare tire out of the back, and I wasn't going to go every day putting it in and out. Mm-hmm. Were you? Did you guys stay in the back of the truck, or were you we smart and got a hotel? No, no, no. We like that. <laughs> But yeah, I'm man, that's what I like. So yeah, backtracking again here. Um, we did a lot of research because we never been to the Black Hills before. Yep. I've known quite a few people that have been out there, so I've called all my contacts, getting all the information I can. I called game wardens out there too, just sure. to try to narrow down areas. And then my buddy's a turkey guru. Like last last year, he took out eight different people. Eight hunts, eight birds. That's awesome. Wow. And That's then impressive. Our, and then our two out west in South Dakota. So it was just like, he's a turkey guru. I did a lot of my stuff, and we combined all of our information. We looked at Onyx maps. Yep. We're like, okay, let's start here. We left at 5 o'clock, drove through the night, get out there at 445, and we put some hunting gear on. We grabbed our guns, and we start walking in, and we start calling because it's already getting light. And yep. And within 20 minutes, we had a bird responding to us that's awesome you guys it, oh go ahead no you're good so we're like holy shit we're we're on them already yep. like this is nuts and <laughs> we uh we sat down and we just kept talking with it for a while and <laughs> excuse me after a while all of a sudden we start hearing something else we're like what's that long story short somebody else was trying to call it in from the other like, side back and forth so, because we ended up running into those guys and we talked with them. They're from Missouri and they sure. were out there for like five days already and didn't have any luck. So, we kind of backed out, went to the truck and we started driving out. And then we see another road. We're like, hey, let's check that road out and we'll hike in again. Sure. And it was like nine o'clock. We're hiking in. We're about half a mile from the truck. And all of a sudden, we're like, let's take a break. We're taking a break, having some food, drinking some water. And all of a sudden, he hit the call, just shits and giggles. All of a sudden... Like, pack your shit up. Let's go. <laughs> and we booked it down this hill, up the other hill, got to that top of that ridge. He hits the call again, and all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I think that's in in the trees, like three, four hundred yards away. He set the decoy up. I got tucked in behind a pine tree, 
And that thing was on top of us within 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Isn't it crazy how different they sound? Oh, so crazy out there. And it was kind of nice with the white fan. Tip. Oh, yeah. They stick out like a sore thumb. They did. That's what caught my, you know, it turned, and I could just see the white feathers. Yeah. It's almost like they got a sheen on them. The problem was that thing was booking across the open field before he was down tucked with me. He was up oh, by no the kidding. decoy yet. Oh, damn. And I'm, like, yelling back at him, like, hey, belly crawl. Get your butt over here. Yeah. And this, this is always his dream to do the grand slam for the turkey. So, yep. I'm like, you get the first shot off, and we'll go from there, you know. So, right. he gets tucked in with me. That thing's still coming right at us. But as you guys know, when you're out there, the hills, yep. I don't think it's seen the decoy once it got closer to us. Sure. So, instead of coming, like, straight toward the decoy, it kind of turned and started going to our right. So then I'm like, I'm not going to move. You just get set up. You do your thing because it was kind of heading toward his side of the tree. And all of a sudden, he did a little chirp thing, took his head up, and he just pounded it. Like, right after he shot, I jumped from out the tree. You just see his head go straight up, and it went backwards, and it was just done. Nice. It was like a 20-yard shot. Took Her- it to the daxidermist, and the guy's like, i never seen a head so messed up before, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you must have hit every single BB on this turkey. That's like. awesome. It's a good choke tube on that gun. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Longbeard uh, X or whatever they're called. Longbeard XR by Winchester. Oh, that's yeah. what I yeah. use. That's yep. exactly Three and a halfers or threes? Threes. Oh. Yeah, I shoot three and a halves. They really okay. put the smack down yeah. on them. Whammy shell. Yeah. So yeah. that was our first turkey after, you know, four, what, three hours, four hours, we had our first turkey dead. That's awesome. Beautiful, mature Tom. Yep. And then we were having a blast. We took, you know, drove back to the truck and then drove around, checked out a few other spots. And we were, we were, we were successful. We're like, yeah, let's take a break. Let's go to town, have a burger and just yep. celebrate your bird. And then we'll drive back out and we'll set up, well, set up the truck. Cause we're going to sleep in the back of the truck. Yep. And we're driving around the roads. All of a sudden there's like two dozen birds right on the road. We're like, holy crap. And they were, like, bolting across getting into the public, right? He's like, grab your gun. Go after him. Like, okay. So I grabbed my gun, you know, kind of chased after him a little bit and shot it, like, 40, 50 yards. That's not bad. Just pounded it. That's awesome. Got my bird. It was a juvenile, like, you know. A, little Jake. Little Jake. It was all right. That was first bird. Yeah, first South Dakota bird. Why not? Yeah. So two birds first day, and they're like, now what? Because <laughs> we talked about going shed hunting in Colorado. Sure. But he wanted to do a full amount of this bird. He's like, I don't want to baby this for a week, you know. Yeah. So let's just head home and let's go do a grouse hunt this fall. So that's how, how that whole grouse hunting thing came about. Because sure. we were done with our first trip, so soon we didn't have to use any PTO. Nice. Let's head home and come back this fall. So sure. it was it was pretty unique. And then my one buddy who was a biologist in South Dakota texted me, Hey, you out in the Black Hills? I'm like, yeah. You? Yeah. Where you at? Custer. All right, I'll see you in a few minutes. Nice. <laughs> so we met up with him, had some whiskey and drank and BS, and we hunted with him the next morning. And we got on some more birds, but we didn't get deep enough into them that they we couldn't get them called in, you know, close enough. But right. it was still fun. Beautiful country. Yeah, driving those fire access roads pretty sweet. Yeah. We got up when we were driving, shoot, probably what? I think we were 10 miles away from Wyoming border. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, we got we we went a long ways. Mm-hmm. We had we ended up. I think the highest point we got to was at that fire watch tower. We were like seventy two hundred feet or okay. something yeah. like that. There was still snow up there. Yeah, like I was kind of like, ah, I really don't want to drive my truck through this right now. I was like, this would be the worst place ever to get stuck at. Yeah, but it was it wasn't that bad. One of my buddies who went out there, he was telling me horror stories. Like they were stuck 
in a snowstorm. Like they had two Oof. feet of snow and they're on top, like up higher elevation. They couldn't get out. Oh, wow. Like you literally had to wait a week for the snow to melt because nobody could get to them. Holy cow. So, so they hike back and leave the truck up there or what? I, I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember exactly. She's just like, you got to watch the weather. Yeah. If it's snowing, you need to make sure you're off. Yep. <laughs> Luckily we were camping and we weren't very high up, but yep. we looked straight down the valley. We found this little kind of what, pull-off section, looked right down the valley. It was Crazy Horse Monument. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Oh, for sure. That was awesome. Yeah, we were only like 10, 15 minutes outside of Custer, if that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But what about the grouse hunting? You, you hunt prairies for that or? Yeah, uh, the uh, Fort Pier National Grasslands and uh, Buffalo Gap National Grasslands. So you're talking over 100,000 acres Jeez. of public ground. So you can walk, crush it, a couple miles in a day for that. Huh? Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy. It, the weird part is, like, the one spot we parked the truck and we start walking in. And before we found birds, is about a mile in. Everything looks the same except for they love, like, the bison berries and grasshoppers and stuff. So, like, you find their food, you find the birds. Sure. Like, that spot I'm talking about, everything going up to that point, you think it all looked the same habitat. But it's just where that food was at. Right. Because we come around the one the one hill, and, like, out there is super windy, that they're always on the backside of those hilltops, you know. They're right below the hilltop. So we come around the corner, all of a sudden we flush three. I shoot the one, we sprint up to go after it, and then we reflush the other two because right when they hit that wind, it was 30 mile an hour. They just they take off. Land, no, they just landed right down right where the other one died. Hmm. So then we reflush those, we shot those two. But we're just gas because we just sprinted up a hill, you know, pretty steep hill. Yeah. And we take a break because we just shot three birds. And, we, you know, we only need, like, one or two more. We took, like, a 20-minute break. And then we get up and, like, within 30 yards, kicked up another group of two. Got one more. We're like, okay, this is just insane. Like, <laughs> how do we just get four birds in less than, like, half hour, you know? That's awesome. It sounds like you had a really, really lucky year in South Dakota. Oh, well, again, same with the grouse hunting. I've known multiple people have been it. My buddy's a biologist, so... A lot of research was done going into these hunts. It is a lot of luck, too, because never done it before, so you just kind of just get wing out it. there. and Yeah, you do. You really do wing it. But all the research you do, you, you at least narrow your search down a little bit. Sure. And then it's just putting the miles on. Yep. So it's it's a good time. Like, I, yeah. I, nice. wanted, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah. Like, we did deer hunting, too, this year. Um, I did some bow hunting. Um, and then rifle hunting with the wife and my buddy Colton again, he came over to Wisconsin, went rifle hunting with me and I have a six, five Creed more with a suppressor on it. So I'm like, yeah, if you shoot, you can just keep shooting. Cause they don't really hear them with the suppressor, which right. is nice. So we went up, I had a target buck. I call splits. I didn't, unfortunately didn't get to shoot him, but then my buddy, we had a, he had a doe tag and we're in this cut cornfield, but I only have a short bipod on it so it was like okay you can't free you know freehand that at 150 yards and you lay down in the cornfield you can't really shoot it sure so i literally went on my hands and knees he used my back as his <laughs> brace put the bipod on my back so he could shoot that dome but it was facing us so all you could see is neck and the head i'm like just put it right in the neck you'll be fine like i know oh, my yeah. gun he shoots he's like well i don't see it anymore i'm like yeah you got it dropped right there we started walking right to it Sure enough, it was dead. Perfect. <laughs> we start walking back toward the farm, and 
we see another couple deer down in a different field. I get down and shoot another one. So we had two does dead that night within like a half hour. Nice. And then uh, rifle season passed, and then they do like a muzzleloader season right after rifle. It's all the same gun season, but you can only use muzzleloader that second week. Sure. And the wife is getting off work. I'm like, hey, you want to go muzzleloader hunting with me? She's like, sure, because we both had tags yet for a buck. So I, I'm like, all right, well, you're going to shoot tonight because I already shot a couple of does. I, I, I didn't need to shoot another deer. And we get up to the same spot. My buddy shot his doe, and we saw my buck guy call splits. I'm like, hopefully we can see him again. And we saw a couple of does, and then we saw a small buck. And it hit, he was moving east, and then all of a sudden another buck pops over the hill. Like, oh, that one's bigger. Right. That was a really nice nine-pointer. I'm like, where we're at, we can't really shoot. So let's sneak up closer behind this broken off big cherry tree like it was 24 inches at the base jeez so like let's get behind there so we have a little cover and we sneak up we we army crawl she'll tell you too we army <laughs> crawled so we want to get busted and we get behind that tree and all of a sudden the buck's gone we're like crap did he bust us we didn't know well let's just hang out here and all of a sudden within like five minutes it was like a train of does and fawns it was like eight or 10 of them nice. come up over this hill where that buck, we saw the buck and all of a sudden that buck's chasing all the does. And she got set up cause we had a little bipod, a taller bipod for her. And she got set up. And by the time he finally settled down for her to get a shot off, I'm like, all right, it's 125 yards, you know, put it a little bit higher than normal. Yep. And she pulled the trigger and I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure you hit a heart. You know, it was a heart shot. What it looked like to me. Not 100%, but that's what sure. it looked like. We waited a few minutes. I went look for blood, and it's dark at that point. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what's that in the field? She's like, what? I'm like, over there. I didn't want to get her excited saying it was a deer and not be. You know? yep. so I just said, what is it? Sure enough, it was her buck. It only went 50 yards over the hill, and it it died. Perfect. It was pretty amazing uh, to get her a, a deer that year, this year. So Nice. But yeah, it's it's been an amazing hunting season between pheasants, grouse, deer, just everything. Turkeys, like, yeah, I got Wisconsin turkey too. We kind of skipped over that. Perfect. I'll go right back to it. I want to hear it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it would have been right before we went to Black Hills, like two days before we went to Black Hills. Um, I'm working around. I'm working on the property that I hunt, so that obviously helps me too. Yep. Because I can watch where the turkeys are and then i can make game plans and all yep. that stuff so is this a fall turkey hunt then spring spring oh, so the black hills uh turkey hunt so back in april oh sorry i thought i was no you're good you was thinking your wisconsin one and you said i was getting ready to go do another hunt and i didn't i thought you were talking pheasant sorry no you're not, you're good no, i was just saying i got another i got yeah. wisconsin turkey too yep. so and then i was like getting really excited I'm like oh i should get an iowa tag quick for turkey and get a trifecta and then I realized you have to apply for Iowa one. So yeah. being non-resident everything. Well, let us know if you ever get one, you know. Right. Come hunting with us. Yeah. Yeah, I got a landowner. My boss's brother, he has property down by Cascade. Oh, okay. He doesn't even hunt it anymore. So if I ever get a tag, I can go down there. Perfect. Yeah, there's nice land out there. Yeah. I, I got I got a lot of places you can go with me. I just make sure I don't bring my gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you should pull the trigger a little sooner. <laughs> so yeah, I know this will be right up clinton's alley you said you do a lot of shed hunting too and i'd seen you got some nice ones up at your place I do. doing you that last year um last year i never we never did go out to colorado but we're already planning our trip this year yeah we're gonna do 
We're probably going to Black Hills again for like two, three days turkey sure. hunting in late April. And then the Colorado season starts May 1st. Nice. So if we're there before May, we can sneak into Utah and shed hunt there for a couple of days and then go into Colorado and shed hunt. And we got some, again, doing a lot of research, but I think we got some pretty good spots picked out to hopefully find some pretty nice elk sheds. Yeah. If uh, if you need some help to like the sign to look for, I go to Wyoming every year, <laughs> okay. and we for the last three years we've been picking up elk sheds, mule deer sheds. So yep. I, like the food source is the sign to look for. I tell you, like you said with your uh, turkey hunt out there, like I struggled so much the first year to even know what elk sign looked like. Sure, but we ended up finding I think two elk sheds our first year and like nine or ten deer sheds. Okay, but that was in Wyoming, which you know I don't know they don't ha- they only have a a season in certain parts of the state in Wyoming. So we've gone out there early April. And then some of it opens up like May 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, we hit an opener last year and that was a blast. You get like on four wheelers going up all these trails. There's like 15 vehicles all lined up. That's awesome. It's some crazy shit. For sure. I've never done Wyoming yet. I've only done Colorado so far. But. You got any good elk sheds at home already then? Or I have one that's a six pointer. It's 8.3 pounds. So it's probably off of like a 340-ish class bull. Yeah, it's a damn nice Well, It's bigger than anything I have. <laughs> yeah, I have one it's pretty like, sweet. That's I got a six point off of like a 270 class. That's yeah. my biggest one. But. That's still really nice. The, uh, yeah, I got addicted on that because I had a buddy invite me out back well, right after college. I got out of college, and we had four of us for five days, and we picked up like 220 sheds, elk Jeez. and muleys. That's awesome. And then that was the, that's where the addiction really started. I always did whitetails in Iowa, but yep. once he took me out there, it's like, okay, this has to be a yearly thing from now on, or try to. And every year since it's been more of like 70 sheds in three days, two, three days Sure, with like two people. So that's not bad. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. It's still good. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. There's so many animals out there compared to Iowa. There's so much public ground. Nobody's ever going to find them all. So again, just do the research and just start walking. Just like the grouse hunting, just start walking. So do you guys go out maybe a couple days before and do some glassing and stuff and, uh, kind of mark where you find some and go back the opening morning and pick them up? Um, I've never actually, like, done what you were saying. We would definitely glass when we're out there, and sure. we'll just start picking. Like, we try to – like, Colorado just started doing that May 1st season stuff. Um, but before that, you just walking and glassing. And, sure. Because there's some some spots you have one guy up on the ridge glassing, like, the sage flash down below. Right. And then you're, like, talking to each other, and, like, there's one over here and stuff like that. So, sure. Ain't so yeah. bad. No. So, do you have any interest in moose shed hunting? Oh, 100%. It's just Colorado has so few. It's like like finding a needle in a haystack with that, in Colorado anyways. Yeah, in central Wyoming, where I do the elk shed hunting, there's hardly any moose. But this past year, we just went to Vermont, me yeah. and some buddies, and that was a ball. It's oh, so much it. so much different than, like, the Colorado, Wyoming. There's, like, it's a lot lower elevation and a lot more, like, soft woods. Okay. And it was just insane. I'm going back in this year. We're going to southern Maine. Uh, yep. with with my same buddy up there in Vermont and he knows a lot of people up there like you said and we're just gonna hopefully find some you know 40 inch moose paddles sitting around yeah, that'd be awesome. is it pretty thick in there yeah it's really thick so yeah. what they mainly feed on is balsam which you could think of it like those uh you've been to my house that little uh like pine bushy bush I have right in front of my house yeah so think of that just a little bit thinner but the same height they have that like everywhere when you get in that soft woods and that's what all the moose like to eat hmm. oh so you're walking through a <clears> bunch <throat> of brush literally the entire time yeah you can walk around it but in order to find them because they're all in the brush because you know they stand how tall they can they can step right over that with their legs because how tall they are so 
that well, was same same for your moose shit hunting and same in Colorado with the the sagebrush. You could be two feet from an antler and not see it. Like, yeah, it's so thick. Like you literally have to be keeping your head on a swivel and constantly looking. Kind of just like in my mind, just I'm like correlating it with mushroom hunting because like. You could. Li- I've literally stepped on a mushroom and looked over and been like, "Oh, look at that one right there." And then I look under my foot. I'm like, "Oh, look at the group that I just smashed." Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's uh, literally that's what sure. I'm correlating it with. I've stepped on deer antlers. Um, oh, yeah. I, the first one I ever stepped on was completely covered in grass, so like it was a good excuse to step on it. Right. The next one I, I I kicked. It was just I was walking the row of a cornfield and my eyes were up instead of down. I just kicked a freaking antler while I'm looking. <laughs> I was there was like three rows of standing corn around the CRP. And I was like, oh, should I go down this one or should I go down this other one? And I'm right here and I kick it. I'm like, oh, what, what the hell was that? Look back and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the dumbest guy around. <laughs> but at least I kicked it and found it. You know, I guess right, that's right, the way right, I look. Right. Live and learn. My uh, buddy Colton and I, like, I just took him to shed hunting a couple years ago and got him addicted to going west. Like, he loves going to the mountains with me now. And we were doing an elk hunt two years ago and we're walking in the dark and I freaking step on an elk antler. That's awesome. Like, you're just walking in, you don't know, you're just trying to be quiet and stealthy, and yeah, stepped on elk antler. He's like, you lucky little shit. I'm like, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. And then, yeah, we were, uh, that was a hunting this year, just like you were talking. So you're looking in the sky for birds flushing. Also, I step, I'm like, that felt weird. And I turn around, and sure enough, it was a nice four or five, five-pointer. Nice. Five-point shed, I stepped on it, because I'm not looking for it. Yep, yep. That's my favorite times when I'm finding sheds pheasant hunting. Like, those are the two favorite hobbies. And when you can do them both at the same time, it's best. Sounds like you guys need to hook up and get get together and do some uh, hunting together. Sounds like I'd be using a lot more PTO than I already am. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, think oh, I have, so like, I have like three trips planned to go just to western Iowa this year, then going to Maine and maybe again to Wyoming. So that'll only nice. be like five trips, you know, oh, for nice. shed hunting. I, I, I like shed hunting better than any other form of hunting. It's just... Yeah just a blast for me i literally you were talking about maine i was literally looking into like paying somebody to take me out on a moose shed hunt out there because like they they start dropping them like december january yeah so like they would take you out on snowmobiles and you're looking for sheds off snowmobiles now that's what i'm talking about (laughs) so i love snowmobiling so yeah that's that's a way you can do it we actually do because most of the antlers get covered with snow pretty quickly so we go in april when the snow is melting right and then you can see them pretty well, and then you can mm-hmm. walk through everything. And they, yeah, they offer that too. It's just like the first dip, you know, first yeah. dip. You, that's what you do is snowmobile it. A dibs but. is a dibs is a dibs. Sorry, that's <laughs> off of a TV yeah, show. We figured that was yeah. a reference. Yeah, yeah. off a of letter, Kenny. But yeah, the other, the other hope someday is caribou shed hunting up in like Canada and stuff. That'd someday. be awesome. But that'd be really tough too because I think they're just one giant herd, and you kind of have to be where they're traveling. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you'd even start with that one, but I got a, my buddy Ty, he's been on the podcast with us. Um, he has a connection up in Alaska. And so we're talking about going up there, find some caribou sheds, but dude, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I plan to try to find every shed off every animal I can. I obviously can't find a moose shed. I I was the only one who did not find a moose shed last year. That's good footage though. Yeah, I did great filming. You know, that's all I did was run the, the, the camera. But uh, that's why we have to go back this year. But, I mean, going up there, I want to just find every shed we can. You know, it's it's so fun. No doubt. No. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the land management mm-hmm. side of things. So what does that all entail? What do you, like, just take me through day one to, sure. to get into hunting or whatever? Okay. Or how so, long it entails? I mean, does it take multiple years and this and that or? So, yeah, they have uh, just over 200 acres in Wisconsin. 
and that's kind of like the rec property. So we got four-wheel trails, we have food plots, we got prairie, we got timber, a little bit of everything. So you got marsh? Not really. We got a creek going through it, but not really marsh. Shut up, you dumbass duck hunter. <laughs> so I just had, okay, that was the weirdest thing. This uh, this week, I'm you know, going up the lane to haul wood up, up to the wood burner. I literally have a female and a male mallard flying around me. And that female lands right in front of me, right on the blacktop, like 10 yards in front of me. I'm like, I try to get my phone out to get a picture. I'm like, that was just weird. And then all of a sudden, I took off again. I'm like, was, was the blacktop kind of wet? It, it probably looked shiny. She, yeah, for she it. probably thought it was water, honestly. That would make sense. So that's a tactic people use is taking brown or blue tarps out on ice. Okay. You know, if it, if it hard ices quick hmm. enough during sense. the duck season people take tarps out and they lay tarps out so it looks like open water yeah so, they so she probably yeah she probably thought it was open water so like honestly. it like freezes like in just the top layer ice no so it freezes and you just take a tarp out and you lay oh, it on I top gotcha. and then you so it looks like open water. you stake it down I yeah gotcha. and then you throw your decoys on top of the the yeah, hole that's genius but, oh, actually hole. honestly yeah maybe i shouldn't have said that too loud <laughs> <laughs> too late so yeah right yeah we, don't, yeah, so, we don't edit but yeah, so January, February, and March is mostly a lot of snow removal. And then I got a buddy who has a wood shop, so I kind of do that on the side. But then come March, April, it's starting to do some spring cleanup. And then you're planning, like, we have a, a garden, too, for produce. But then you're doing the food plots, you're doing prairie burns, timber burns. And then come June, July, it's a lot of mowing. And then we spray for, like, multiflora rows and thistles and... Any kind of invasive stuff in the summer. Sure. What do you spray that with? Uh, I use crossbow a lot. Oh, okay. For the, and then it's all about timing too. Like when the multiflora rose, like the flower, that's the best time to try to spray them and really knock them back. I'm just wondering for my own personal. Oh, yeah. Because uh, like I said, I live in the middle of the woods and mm-hmm. the people that own the place before me really didn't do a whole lot of managing the property. Sure. They just, they thought it was pretty to let everything overgrow. So I've been on a two year so far a two year mission of just getting rid of everything right and uh i've got a big pond out there and i'm just i was cold i was told that crossbow would be a problem with the pond though so i'm just trying to find different... yeah there's only a certain amount of chemicals that are like water friendly so yeah, yeah. That, that can be tough i know uh what the hell is it called um i don't know it's like the one of the more better known weed killers out there uh like glyphosate? No, no. Roundup. <clears throat> Roundup. There you go. I couldn't think of it for some dumb reason. It's the same thing. That, that's that's the same okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Glyphosate yeah. is the active ingredient yeah. in Roundup. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. There you go. Now I know. <laughs> yeah. No, that I know that that's okay, but pretty expensive stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that was that was that was a tough thing with our food plots this year. Is I'm spraying it like multiple times, and my boss is like starting to question my spraying abilities. I'm like. Okay, I grew up on a farm, Peach. I'm like, we need to switch chemicals up is what we need to do. Because sure. all these weeds are getting Roundup resistant, so we need to switch up chemicals so they're used not used to it and then hopefully mm. kill them off. And because I have a buddy that's still a farmer, and I text him pictures of the weeds, like, yeah, good luck with that one because it's, like, impossible to kill. Huh. It was pigweed is what it's called. But I didn't know, weed. I didn't know weeds and stuff like that would get. I guess an immunity to round up or anything. Improvise, wow. adapt, and overcome, Wes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what those weeds are doing. <laughs> Literally, just just like humans, you evolved from. Yeah, yeah. So wow. yeah, that's what the weeds do too. So it's like trying to convince my boss it's not 
just me. It's more just the weeds are just getting tougher, so you just sure. got to switch things up. But overall, we had a good good season for food plots, and, like, the, the deer are just hammering everything right now with all the snow and the cold weather we've been having. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to find a few antlers around them this spring again, so we'll see how that goes. And then, yeah, fall, we try not to do too much in the timber, obviously, because we're out hunting. Sure. Um, but there's always there's always stuff to do. Yeah. So. I know we went up to Decorah, what, three years ago now or whatever it was? Oh, saw all that, yeah. And you said up there there was the state record for cottonwood that you guys. Oh, it was the. Uh, was it like Elm 17? Tree. Elm tree, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it like seven guys round or something like that? Yeah. It had seven people, fingertip, fingertip. Trying to go around that tree. It just died. What? Yeah, it was a huge jump tree. That thing is massive. Yeah. It died a couple years ago, so now it's not the largest anymore. But Sure. Dude, that's like the size of this room. Pretty close. Pretty close. Oh, my God. Yeah, so diameter-wise, you're probably talking all 12, 10, 12 foot. Wow. But, yeah, that, pretty that's cool. a lot of firewood. A lot of firewood. So, yeah, that was on the... Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation property up there by northeast of Decorah. So what were you guys doing up there? Just all camping, what? hiking, yep. just oh. hanging out. Yep. Relaxing. So no hunting. Not that trip. No. Not that trip. Yeah. Do you ever do any other kinds of hunting other than pheasant hunting? and Pheasant and deer is kind of what I grew up with. The grouse is, uh, the grouse and uh, Merriam turkey was like the two newest things I did lately. I did an elk hunt in 19 and got my first elk, which was pretty cool. That is really cool. What, yeah. How big was it? It was just a little, like, 5 by 4 by 4 or 5 by 5 I don't remember. Um, he says little, like, I ever even got an elk. <laughs> well, the reason I say little is because my cousin also shot a mule deer that same trip, and his mule deer was technically bigger than my elk. His mule deer. All right, looked, I get it. <laughs> In, in Colorado, all you need is four points or the broad time to be like seven or eight inches long. So oh, I just I shot the I first. know exactly what that looks like. Yeah, that's like. only like this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I seen four Guy points, math. I was shooting because it was my first elk. Yep. I wasn't being picky. I just wanted to get one on the ground. I don't blame you there. So it was a good time, though. But that's from the truck. We hiked in five miles. And then it's another five miles where we shot our elk. So and my elk, my brother, or not my brother. My cousin and I both shot our elk the same night. We got mine out that night. Went back the next day, got his. So we got two elk back to camp within, you know, a day, 24-hour period. And then the next day, I hiked my elk out to the truck while he went mule deer hunting. Nice. I'm hiking back to the camp, and I hear a gunshot where he was hunting. I'm like, he just shot a mule deer. Now we're going to have to deal with that tonight, too. And I'm eating lunch. He comes back. I'm like, what'd you shoot? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I heard you shoot. No, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, you did. He's like, yeah, I shot one. It's dead up. It's up there. I'm like, let me get my boots on. <laughs> so we got his mule deer out that night. And then the next day we hike out his elk and his mule. And it was just like, it was a lot of hiking in a short amount of time. That's a lot of meat to haul out. It was. And then his cousin, John, was still hunting for an elk too. Nice. But luckily we made friends with people who had horses. So when John shot his they had somebody in their group shoot one too, and they all we all worked together. And we used their horses and we got everybody out in one day. Perfect. So, yeah, it was pretty nuts. We had between two groups, I think we had seven elk and one mule deer. Jeez, it was a pretty pretty awesome week. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Holy cow! You are a lucky hunter. 
Uh, I don't think it's very, luck. I think uh, it's good. Very, yeah. um, understanding wife over here next to us who's listening in on the podcast. Yeah, she's right pretty now. good shit over there. Um, if it wasn't for her being so understanding, let me do all my hunts. That definitely uh, helps. Yeah, helps. She's a hunter too. It does. Yeah, I got her on that nice buck. So yeah. now I'm good for another year. Yep. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot less sweet talking now. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't let her shoot your, uh, what do you call it, splits? splits yeah. Button. Don't let her shoot I say I'd rather have her shoot it than the freaking neighbor shoot it. Oh, yeah, yeah true that. Yeah. Yeah, because at least it's at your house and you get to look at it and touch it, you know? Yeah. Oh, and you guys have, the people listening in, you can't see the pictures, but I was showing these guys. I found the sheds of splits this year, this past two years. So I have both sides for two years in a row, so I'm hoping this spring I can find sheds again. So. Nice. So he's probably a good five-year-old deer. All that, yeah. yeah. He's five or six this year. So. Oh, see, so he's almost on the old downside. Yeah. Hopefully, but, hopefully but, this year he'll be the biggest he'll ever be, and you get a shot, shot at him. Yeah, he was all of 190 this year probably. Like, he's a nice deer. That's a nice deer. That is a really nice deer. I think with again, Wisconsin math, it's only 160. Yeah, he is from Iowa. Until I bring these sheds in, and then the guy's like, okay, yeah, you're right. This was a big deer. I, I could see uh, from the picture, yeah, those are some yeah. damn nice antlers. Yeah. And it, it was torture because it was uh, like the three Thursdays before Thanksgiving. He's coming out right in front of my stand and in front of my trail camera when while I'm working. When course. I'm working. I'm of like, course. and I kind of joked with the wife. I'm like, yeah, I might have to skip Thanksgiving this year. She's like, why? I'm like, because Splits has been consistently coming by that spot every Thursday, all of November. <laughs> How'd you come up with nickname Splits, Split Brow Tines? Or? Uh, uh, must not look at the picture. So G3s. wait, you, you didn't skip Thanksgiving? I, I went. I, I, went I hunted on Thanksgiving. I also hunted I Thanksgiving. <laughs> I went pheasant hunting though mm. back home, and we shot like twenty four birds in like an hour and a half. So, all right. Well, so then you should okay in an hour and a half. So then you still had all of that time to go out deer hunting. I could have, but Just saying. you know, I went to my family's and then I had to go to the wife's family. So like we were kind of busy doing. Eating oh, I get it. I get there. it. I get. I get to skip out on that wife and girlfriend thing. Yeah, Levi, yeah. we aren't married, but the saying is "happy wife, happy life." We don't have to deal with that right now. We just go hunt. Yes, know? yes, yes. That's exactly, <laughs> what I do. and that is what I will do when I'm married as well. I will just go hunt. You say that now. I did kind of. I was married the, once. Uh, I did kind of warn the wife before we got married. I'm not going to stop hunting. I understand it's going to change, especially if you have kids someday. It's oh gonna yeah, change. Yeah. What do you mean change? You just bring them with. Then you well, get a new exactly, hunting buddy. Yes. But you got to wait a few years before they get old Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter started hunting with me this year. Okay. Like, every time I go hunting, you're going with. Let's go. Yep. That's awesome. I decided to make it a little easier on her for duck hunting next year. I'm going to actually get my boat ready. There you go. Nice. I didn't do that this year, so we've been walking like a 1,000 yards (laughs) to go to a hole that's really, really good. Or I could just take a 10-minute boat ride to it. Right. And, you know, I have some... Some heaters for her and all that good stuff. Yeah, a heater, some blankets. Yeah, you know. memories, though. Yeah. Because just like our neighbors, they have like a one-year-old daughter, and she was out there with her mom when she saw – we, again, nicknamed him Splits Jr. Because, again, Splits both sides. Same genetics, so sure. he, but he was like a year younger. Nice. And her daughter was with her when she shot that buck. So it's like pretty awesome experience for them to be able to do that together, you know. And hopefully I can do the same someday when we have kids, so – Oh, yeah. All right. Since we were talking about the most important thing in the world, sheds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. See, I'm a, a nice person here. I'm glad you introduced us, Wes. Yep. Uh, so I take alfalfa hay out for the deer in the winter. Yep. On that property you manage or your personal, do you do anything like that for, like, 
you know, shed hunting to kind of get them concentrated in the area? Or do you have enough food plots that supplies enough food? I think we have enough food plots, but it wouldn't hurt to have a little mixture of diversity there with the hay. Because, like, I do have the hay mound that I could probably you know, do that. I just haven't done it yet. Because we also do turnips, too. Oh. It was actually surprising. Usually they don't hit the turnips until, like, March when the snow's melting and it's thawing out again. They were hammering those in December. Wow. Because we didn't have any snow yet. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't too start, cold to freeze them either. Not, they had a few frosts that made yeah. them sweeter. Yep. So they're, like, we had some probably softball, bigger wow. than softball size, like, turnips, radishes, and stuff. They wow. were just eating them like crazy. That's awesome. Um, and then once we had that snow, my soybeans and corn, like right above our house is just, you can just see the tracks everywhere. Oh. And like tonight I walked the dogs. I'm like, eh, I might as well go walk around that food plot quick. You might as well walk for a purpose, right? Yeah. But it's a little early for sheds, but you never know. Last year I was pheasant hunting or it was two Decembers ago. Now I was pheasant hunting mid December is like December 14th. And I pick up a match set eight pointer that was pushing like one forties when I was pheasant hunting. That's awesome. So, I actually had a deer drop its antlers right in front of me when I was shotgun hunting the one no year. Way. So second season shotgun was that December sixteenth through whatever. Yeah, plus yeah. or minus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was my cousin shot at it. He unloaded his gun twice, which was really funny. It was actually funnier to watch him miss this deer <laughs> than it was for me to even do anything because I never even got a shot at it. I picked yeah. my gun up and then it was my cousin, a building, a ridge, a bunch of trucks, a house, and a ridge. So I never actually got a shot at this deer, and it jumped the fence right in front of me and boop, one on one side, one on the other side. I actually still have those sheds. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean. It was a really cold year, and it was it was a rough year. I mean, I remember that we were walking through big, big drifts. Mm-hmm. Like it was a rough year, so I'm sure that's probably why he dropped them. But yeah. still, I'm it was. thinking the one I found, he probably got injured off sure. the road or something. Because mid December, that just seems really early. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I thought the same thing. I'm like, never thought I'd see that before. I was like, yeah. he's a he's a buck on that side and a doe on this side. What's going on? <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's 2024 you can't you don't you know anything yeah 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 <laughs> he decided that he wanted to be a doe he's like you're not gonna shoot me if i'm a doe yeah he, cr- he crossed <laughs> over he that know fence. i would have <laughs> like buddy i got an antlerless tag yeah. you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> I <had> any sex <laughs> he was getting rocked no matter what oh, priceless that's awesome so other than splits do you have any other target sheds you're after this year well my neighbor shooting splits junior and then the wife shooting that nice nine pointer and then a different neighbor shot, different, like, honestly, splits is like the main one. There'll be some smaller ones yet, but yeah, that's the main one I'm going for. And then I'm just excited to get to Colorado again. Cause like I said, we'll probably put 40, 50 miles on in a few days, but like the areas we got picked out, I'm hoping to find like 340, 380 class bull. Like, Jeez. like, cause we're going in some of the units that it takes like your lifetime to get tagged for, you know? Oh, so a trophy units kind of deal. Sure. That's awesome. And again, talking to a few people have hunted these areas already, so I kind of have some pinpointed areas to sure. start at. So with the with the being, I guess hunting out there um, mm-hmm. to get those lifetime tags, can you still just walk through them and shed hunt, or do you yeah. actually got to get no? That's permission? what I love about shed hunting, which you probably would agree. I'll probably find more antlers and more trophy antlers shed hunting than I ever will shooting. Sure. And I just love exploring, so yep. that's why I like shed hunting more than like deer hunting or elk hunting in the fall is one, it's cheaper Two, I can just walk without having to worry about spoke spooking anything. Right. And I hate sitting. I get bored sitting too long. So that's the other, yeah. So that's the other reason. And then three, 
I could sell any of the, you know, the weathered ones and help pay for the gas for the trip. So usually right. my shed trips are free. That's awesome. You know, I usually find enough to sell that I can have a free trip and sure. I can go to Colorado. So yeah. see, I, I have a personal attachment to every antler I've ever found. Yeah. So I have never sold a single antler, but if you find enough chalk and hard white, like you're saying, you could definitely sell that for to the jog two guys or whoever right. to make up that difference. But yeah, I have like five contacts on my phone for antler buyers throughout the West. Nice. So between Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, South Dakota too. Sure. Now with Black Hills. Yeah. There's a buyer up there too. That's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. And say so you've only given what just one set away. Yeah, I've given one set away. Uh, it was as a four year old. He was a hundred fifty five inch nine point. Nice. And this ten year old girl shot him the next year. And uh, family, good family. And mm. I was like, it hurt. God, it hurt. Still hurts. <laughs> but uh, gave that set to him after she shot that deer. And I was, I remember, I was in a movie theater when I got the phone call, and I was like, oh, I can't answer this. And then I got a text, of a picture of the deer. I was like, oh, that looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice memory for her to have the sheds too. Well, yeah, the previous year, um, for sure. now they have a really big like shouse and they have the deer, uh, like on the one wall with like 30 other mounts and then they got the sheds right, right like around it on like a mm-hmm. little like post kind of thing. It, it looks really cool. For nice. sure. Yeah. Dude, that wall is wicked. Yeah. I am actually pretty jealous of that wall. Yeah. I can't lie. The amount of trophy whitetails sitting on that wall. Dude, it's insane. Like, and you can't even see all of them because if you were to go up in that loft, there's more up there. Like all the, uh, Euro mounted ones. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't even see like half of the mounts that are actually there. That's awesome. Yeah. It reminds me of the uh, last day we hunted like January 7th, the last weekend for pheasants is again, it's all about connections, knowing people, but somebody from back home, we hunted at their home farm there in Jessup and they invited us out. Oh. When you get done hunting, you have to see out. You have to see the man shells, like not man cave, the shells, you know. And it's just the house is somewhere else, and then you get the shed, and we walk in, and like you're talking, straight, straight, straight in the first wall is like fifty deer mounts. So we're like, wow, Jeez. and then you turn around, and then there's a male and female lion, and then there's a cape buffalo, and like he has like three dozen African animals, and it's the shells plus all the white tails. What does this guy do for a living? Excavating. Oh, that makes sense. I was going to say... It still does not make sense. I was going to say, hires Justin to manage his farm. No kidding. <laughs> I wish. He has 1,100 acres up by, like, Volga. Okay. Wow. Elkater. This guy That's must awesome. be, like, a drug dealer or something. Ain't no way he does just excavating. <laughs> He's excavating cocaine from Mexico. Oh, touché, touché, touché. oh he meant exporting. Exporting. Yes, yeah. Not excavating. It just sounds better on paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, That's awesome. Because, I mean, I, I mounted a, a flying turkey mm-hmm. and... Uh, that costed, I can't even remember what it was. It was like, let's say between eleven and $1,400. Yeah. And then I looked into getting a deer that I shot this year mounted, and that was like $750 right. to $500-ish, roughly. You know, you get what you pay for. So, I mean, th- it's not cheap. Well, then the, what they were telling us, too, like they had all the everything taxidermist over in Africa, too. So you have to ship it in crates Wow, back. So you're not just taxidermist, but also shipping it back like that. It's insane. It'd be really cool, though. It would be cool. Yeah, from from what I hear, doing that taxidermist in Africa is definitely the way to go because those people see those animals a lot more. They know. And then they also, you don't have to transport the cape and you don't have to worry about it slipping Mm -hmm. and there's everything there and then, you know. Or keeping it cold, too, because you don't want it to get ruined. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, your dry ice on the plane Mm -hmm. flyover gets ruined or something. And I'm sure they got their own people that ship it so it doesn't get ruined on the way over. 
Probably. But yeah, it's just like you were talking. It's just insane seeing the, what people well, can do. Because I want to, uh, I want to do, speaking of mounting, uh, I want to, eh. no. So anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, I want to uh, do a, an entire flock of ducks. And I also want to do like three or four geese flying together. Like sure. I want to do this whole wall of that. And then eventually I'll, someday I'll buckle down and actually sit in a tree stand and shoot a nice big buck. Or something that I think is worthy enough of mounting. Sure. And, uh, you know, I want to do all that type of stuff. And then I'm, uh, so Wes and I have already talked about this. There's only 49 states with a huntable turkey population. Yep. So our 50th, we're going to go down to Mexico yep. and we're going to shoot, uh, what are they Os- called? Oscillated, oscillated, oscillated turkey down there. Yeah, it's it looks like, like a peacock. peacock turkey yeah. Yep. So like two inch spurs. Yeah. 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 So that one I'm going to get full body mounted, but the rest sure. of them I'm going to get mounted in a, like a, they call it a cape mount. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be massive. So I'm literally someday I'm going to add a bigger yeah. house. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I literally am either, I'm going to put an addition on my house that I live in now, or hopefully I can buy some land behind my place. Like it's, it's a 60 acre stretch and then build a bigger house just for the mounts yeah. yeah like i keep my room the size it is it's like the size of this room right here i keep that i don't even care mm-hmm. i just want to have all these sweet mounts i've got a uh, cinnamon coon in there that's really sweet me nice. and my buddy got a long time ago uh so i just got all these plans for mounts that i just i want them everywhere yep same i've been holding off on not doing a mount just because they cost so much but i went to minnesota mid-December because buddy had buying me up for his casting blast weekend for tip-ups and then pheasant hunting and he has uh, cellular cameras and he's been tracking this pheasant that had it looked like at least two foot uh, tail feather on it Jeez. he's like I've been out multiple <clears throat> times I haven't seen him yet you know I haven't flushed I haven't shot him so that's our target bird this weekend that's like, cool okay cool um, first day we get up there it's like raining and we're like well wait pheasant hunt. let's go we went grouse hunting sure we ended up finding a couple, but the first one we flushed, it like flushed right at my head and almost took my head off. <laughs> and I tried to turn and shoot, and I was just too disoriented from it trying to kill me, you know. So I missed Tables that Tables turned on that one. Right? <laughs> and then the second one, my buddy never got a shot off. But when we went to his farm the second day, and we started right off the bat, and we flushed birds, and we didn't get any, we didn't get any shot opportunities. But then finally we're walking through these cattails, and right on the other side of this pine tree, this bird gets up. And, again, I have a tree in front of me, so I kind of have to run to get to op- open shot. And when I shot, I shot all three of mine out of my gun, and I thought I missed. And this thing's it's probably 100 yards away, and it's probably 60 yards in the, hair, the air trying to fly up over these trees. It gets on the other side, and all of a sudden it did, like, that death drop. Nice. It just folded and just dropped my no way did I really get it. Like, must have had a heart shot or something, and it finally killed it. Right. But it was on the neighbors. I'm like, crap, I don't think I can get it. And I told Ken that, and he's like, oh, let me call him. And he just calls him up. Yeah, you can go get it. Perfect. So we crossed the fence, and his dog is a pointer, and mine's a uh, retriever, flusher, you know. His dog literally went right to it, pointed it. Oakley went right up to it, grabbed it, and brought it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were still, like, 80 yards away from where the bird dropped, and the dogs did all that, and it was just, like, so cool. Nice. Come back, and it was the target bird. It, had, it ended up having, like, a 25-inch tail feather. So, like you were talking about for mounts, I'm going to use, like, a wagon, half a wagon wheel, put a bunch of prairie grass in it, have that bird flushing out of it. Nice. And then the, the two <clears throat> sheds I was talking about, that 
match that eight pointer. I'm gonna put that right on the ground underneath that pheasant. Heck yeah! It oh, wasn't the yeah. same. It wasn't the same trip, but it was the same. You know, same idea. I was That's pheasant awesome. hunting when I found that set. Yep. And then in my future man cave someday, when you walk through the door, I'm gonna have a whole wall with shelving of all my my target sheds I found over the years. Nice. And I already have a sign made that says nice racks. Not nice rack, nice racks. Nice. Ah. So, so then all the, knee slapper. <laughs> all the antlers would be lit up, and then I'll have that, you know, over in the corner. And then, yeah, over the years, there'll be more stuff. But, yeah, yeah. I'm excited, like you are saying, all these different mounts down the road. I just love mounts. Yeah. I love I love the story behind every single one. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah, as you guys know, like for their taxidermy in my house, I have every mount I can. If someone has a mount they can't put in their house, I have two mounts that aren't even mine. Yeah, um, I've got I've got a mount that's not mine. Yeah, and then uh, so I actually I just bought a farm a couple. I don't know. I've hunted it three seasons now, just small farm, just for hunting. Shot my first animal off it this past spring, which was a turkey, a stupid turkey. <laughs> um, but for the first animal I shot off, I ha- had to get it mounted. So that's at the taxidermist now. And I think what I'm going to do is like a bigger pedestal. And I'm going to have that turkey standing on the first shed that I ever found. And then I'm going to have that kind of off on the one side. And then when I shoot my first buck off that farm, I think I'll have it on the other side. So like you're saying with, you know, your target sheds all displayed, it's kind of like the same idea. Or like Mm -hmm. with the the wagon wheel, the antlers, the same idea. Like it wasn't, you know, the same time, but it's the same idea. And that's Mm -hmm. all the first off my farm that make it worth the big money I spend on it. You know, Wes, that's something you need in here. You need a big old turkey mountain here. Yeah, well. Big old, big old flying one. Maybe if people didn't shoot turkeys out from under him, he would do that. <laughs> Man's got a point. He should have said, he should have pulled the trigger. That's all he should have done. <laughs> I was just the backup, and backup got a little up front. Backup got a little trigger <laughs> happy and heard what he wanted to hear. <laughs> I asked. I said, hey, are you on its head? And he said, no, go ahead. No. I said, I got him. You heard go ahead. I heard go ahead. <laughs> I said no, Bo. No. <laughs> oh, I heard go, Bo. Go. <laughs> I did. I really did. I heard that. Maybe you, maybe you just was... heard an O and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know if it was go or no. You just heard O. Yeah. That's probably so, exactly what it was. So at the time we didn't. The story is we had couple times on the other side of the hill. Was this his Black Hills one? No, this or was this... the year before. Okay. <laughs> that, that was around here, I believe. Got it, yeah. Got it. Just yeah, right outside yeah, the town. That's really close. So I heard him gobbling. We got set up, got tucked back in, and this Tom comes strutting up over to little Noel into the decoys, and he's looking right at me. I had a mistake. mistake had my gun down. He had his up on his and knee. Yeah, Whatever. I'm, I'm up like this. I'm looking at its face and through I'm, the beat. I'm literally just waiting for him to turn a little bit, and he asked, care if I go up? Go ahead and shoot. I was like, no, I got him. And when I said that, I had my gun up, took my breath, just started to take the tension out of the trigger. Boom! I look over. It's like, you son of a... Dude, I look over. Up being a double beard. I'm just, yeah, with a, ten, <laughs> with a 10 and a half inch beard and a seven and a half inch beard. So, okay, my thing is, if you're turkey hunting, your gun's got to be up. So when I look over and Wes's gun is between his legs and he looks like he's napping, I'm like, hmm, guess he doesn't want to take this one. As I'm looking down my barrel, here's my bead on its head. So I asked. And then the one time I should have shot that bird. Remember that really, really pretty one? Yeah. Dude. I'm actually really, really glad I didn't get that turkey because it would have been my first turkey and would have ruined everything. Dude, that thing was a hog. It was an absolute unit. And it had like, it it almost looked like a Merriam, like the fan, because it was just so white on the tips and everything. And I'm like, Wes, I'm like, shoot this bird right now. I'm like, shoot this. And he's like, I can't see it. 
all I had to do is just go like this. Yeah. Well, but it, backtracker, you were talking about 49 states. What's the 50th state you can't? Is Alaska. It? Alaska okay. doesn't have a sustainable hunting population. <clears throat> but what about like uh, New Hawaii Mexico, does. Arizona for the, um, which ones is it down there? The, I believe they are Osceola's. Golds. Golds, yeah. Golds. Yeah. We got to start putting you, in for points for those. Yeah. I was just going to say, can non-residents even get a yes. chance for those? It's yep. really hard, but you can. Okay, so it's yep. kind of like elk hunting and these trophy units can take 30 years. Maybe. Yeah, it could take, you know, until we're 60. For there's there's actually quite a few states that you have to which start, we should start putting in stuff. points. Okay. So we'll have to make multiple trips, right? probably. Well, like I'm going to Florida twice this year. I need to start doing a little uh, scouting down there for that one. Yeah, you're, you're hunt, you can like walk through swamps and right. turkeys and there's alligators in the right. same spot. Yeah. So have fun with that. Nerve wracking. That'd be yeah. a hell, hell of a double up. You shoot, what? Shoot bird and there's an alligator eating him. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, no, I was listening to Meteor Podcast. Yeah, when they were down there, they walked through swamps and there's freaking knee deep water and there's alligators and they go to these little islands. There's turkeys on the islands with alligators. That's going to be a fun one. Kind of makes me not want to go do that one. <laughs> well, you know, you get a guide. So you that, was just say, that one might be best just do a guide so you don't yeah. kill yourself. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get a guide on that one. For sure. I really don't want to die. Too. I don't worry about python. I don't want to get eaten by an alligator. I'm not Either one would be fun. No. <laughs> You'd be sitting I, on the ground, all of a sudden a python comes from underneath you and starts oh. wrapping up you. Oh, no, thank you. I'd get in their mind. I'd, I'd be more worried about the people in Florida. Have you not seen the headlines down there? <laughs> hey, man, I was just down there for like a week. It was not that bad. It, it was pretty rowdy, but it wasn't that bad. I should have went to turkey hunt when I was down there then. Little Too bad you can't time. use high powers on, right, uh, on turkeys down there. Then you can, I know. don't have to... Be so close, you know, be on the ground waiting for something to attack you. Yeah. You can use high powers for turkeys up in Wisconsin, can't you? I have no idea. Oh, you can really. and I think Wyoming and Montana and places like yeah. that where they I can, knew there were states where they could. can see you from so far away. Right. Yeah, because it's all open grasslands mm-hmm. and stuff. That'd be kind of interesting. It would. Yeah. When you were talking about the turkeys on the same little island as the as the alligators, I was envisioning those little birds that like stand on top of the crocodiles and like <laughs> eat the bugs off. So I'm, I'm just envisioning a turkey on on the alligator. Double tap. Be, I don't think bird shot's shot. really going to do anything to the alligator, but you know, get close enough, get some big BB. Yeah, your whammy shells. Yeah, dude, them <laughs> three and a half inch. That turkey that he said he shot. Yep. Yeah, he took half the fan with it, dude. It's like oh, it's like oh, I don't care about the fans anymore. I mean, I've had it was so like many fifteen fans. yards. Yeah, uh, it might have been a little closer than that. Yeah, and then I get up to the turkey. So sat there for a second. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go, you know, hold it down while it does its crappy flop because mm-hmm. you know you don't want the feathers all messed up. As you I mean, you just shot half of it through. You don't want the feathers messed up. Details. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worry about, about that later. <laughs> so as I get up to it, I. I Step on it, and I look up. There's like ten turkeys right there. I'm like, oh, I was like, I should have stayed where I was at, because Wes could have had a chance. Right. It, you never know. No, no. Well, and then that time that turkey he went away from us when uh, yeah, he said he one. couldn't see it. That went away. <laughs> I mean, we literally. How far did I have that thing? I, it was like two ridges over. I'd you know? say good 500 yards. It took oh. that bird what two and a half, three hours. Two and a half. In. Yeah, two and a half That's to three crazy. hours. And I just, yep. and I barely called. And it gobbled every time I called, and it would just sit there and gobble, and I just ignore it, and well, it, you know, you could tell it was getting closer every time. Yep. Yeah, and then it went down into the valley, and I'm like, well, I was like, we can either chase it, or I was like we can just stay right here, or we can just call it and go the other way. I don't know if it was inexperience or what. I we should have waited like another half hour at least. 
Next we only waited like 10 minutes. Yeah, and I got up and I crossed the fence. And right when I crossed the fence, I look over and here he's coming back. Yep. Uh, if I would have just waited. But, yeah, he, but it was an experience as yeah. all it was. That, and it, he was, like I said, I'm kind of glad I didn't get it for a first turkey because it was a, his beard was dragging on the ground. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it, it, was, was, it was a monster. It was probably 12-inch beard. Oh, yeah, all of that. If not, uh, maybe a little more. He was, was a hog. Yeah. That was like a dream bird because, like I said, the the feathers were just so white on the tip. And he was head was just beat red. He was pissed. Oh yeah, he was he was down to he was yeah. down to fight. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you ever think maybe he just had short legs? Maybe that's why his beard was dragging. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was a dwarf turkey. Yeah, <laughs> dwarfism. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it took him so long. He's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Dude, yeah. Literally though, like when I when I called to him and he gobbled, it was so far away and it was it was just a rough day to begin with, if I remember right. Well, it we was, had a it lot. Was, of, it was hot, windy. Yeah, and we, I mean, barely heard it gobble. I'm like, you want to hunt this? He's like, yeah. So then we just stood there for a while and then it called again and it gobbled and it sounded like it got closer. So I'm like. Gotta set up on this. Yep. So we actually then we set up the decoys and got tucked back into a tree. We had plenty of time to do everything. Yeah. I almost fell asleep sitting there. Uh, same. Got there's a couple times looking at each other like, well, do we wait? Do we not wait? And, yeah. But it happens, it was, you know, and, that's it was, and it was like ten yards in front of us and he's like, I can't see it. I'm like, What do you mean you can't see it? I'm like, shoot the freaking Well, there was a multiflower rose <laughs> in a fence. So the first shot is through the multiflower. The second shot's on I, the bird. I only had a single shot. Yeah, he only had a single shot. But I had a backup. Yeah. But my backup was... So I just set my gun down because I wasn't going to shoot his bird. Not this time. And then the other time when it should have been his bird, I also shot that one too. But that one, I don't think that one came into us. And I happened to be on the side that it came in at. Which one? The one down at Chances. That was your turn again. No, because that was the year after I you got me that Jake. So it was your turn. Was one, it? The one... Yeah, you had to shoot twice because it flew away. Yeah. I, I thought bottles. that was your turn. Well, I nope, thought that was the year after I got that one because I just remember laying my gun down and he coming in and you were freaking shaking like a leaf. Dude, it was actually that thing really was big too. It was actually really cool to watch him shoot that bird. Like my heart was racing and he gets up and he's breathing hard and he's shaking. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Oh, dude, I love turkey hunting. Yeah. It gets my blood, it gets my blood rushing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I shot that one a long ways away. Yeah, that was... Should have had those whammy shells. I did have the whammy shells. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's why I shot it. Yeah, yeah. and then I get up, and I go walking. I'm like, oh, I was like, where did it go? I was like, it went right in right here. And I'm like yelling to Wes. I'm like, is it right here? And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's where it went in at. I'm like, I look over, and it's staring at me. I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never uh, grew up turkey I never... Never intrigued me, and then started hunting with my buddy Colton, and now he's kind of got me addicted to it. Same. Hey, every time you say Colton, I think of his brother. Oh. He's literally going to be on our next podcast. Nice. He doesn't like turkeys. We've tried for the last couple of years, and he just can't kill a turkey. And if like, he would just hunt with me, I would leave my gun in the truck. My ass. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you leave the gun in the truck for him. I see how it is. I heard that one. We hunted almost every single day of first season, and that's when I had to leave for uh, my moose shed hunt because I don't give a shit about turkeys. I actively hate anything with feathers, and and uh, so he tried to go out by himself, and he had no luck. And then I went and hunted for an hour and a half and shot my turkey, but it just I tried convincing him to come with me, but he's like, "No, he's like, this is what Bubba said to do," and I'm like, "Dude, 
you're killing yourself on it. I'm like, just come with me. I'm like, we'll go walk around the woods for a couple hours. We'll probably get one. He just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't give up being in that blind for some reason. The blind gives you a lot of cover and he likes to wear his unicorn hat, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but he has a unicorn hat that it has like the things where the, the ears come down and they have the little balls in the end. That I literally have videos of us doing our, our interviews and he is wearing that. That's his hunting hat. He I always asked me, can I wear that? I said, yes, but we have to stay in the blind. He, huh. He wears a, a... I promise you it is a unicorn on top of his, like a stocking cap, but it's a full unicorn, a horn and all. And it, I'll show you. It, it is the like greatest thing. Like, coming down. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I got a picture of your brother. <laughs> That's I awesome. got a picture of your brother. I don't know. <laughs> you but, need to see it. But yeah, so... Jeez. The reason, so I shot my turkey on my farm. We didn't hunt my farm for turkeys because I hadn't mm-hmm. shot something off. So I'm like, I'll be a little selfish. Yeah, that was on Nicole's story. It was, was like, it? That was on his, his fiance's story. <laughs> yeah, she sent that to me in a video. Yeah. I had a screenshot. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be his uh, picture for when we put it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll put it up there. No, absolutely. But uh, so I told him after, because I, I think I shot mine, I don't know, second or third season. I don't, I hunt with a bow, so I can just, you know, hunt whenever in Iowa here. So uh, I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, we can go out to my farm. I was like, nope, I'm done. Never turkey hunting again. So as I think we talked on the last podcast, last one that I was on for sure, about uh, I'm going to take Nicole hunting. And at work, he was still like, yeah, you can take her hunting because I'm not going to go hunting. <laughs> so I hope I hope she shoots just a trophy turkey. Gets, you know, I'll pay to get it full mounted just to be a dick. So Colton has to look at that for the rest <laughs> of his life. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you guys started doing some research? Because like for like the Rio Grande's. I think we were looking at Oklahoma, like Western Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was looking at. Mm-hmm. I've got I know people gone to Texas before too, but yeah. I don't know if you guys done any research yet. Not a lot. Everything I've seen was probably not until we get ready to go down. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's pretty much how I am too. Like I don't really do the research until I know for sure that that's where we're going to be going. Yep. Because one, I'm I'm not like the greatest reader, and I'm trying to get better at it. But hey, man. <laughs> Got to have pictures. Yeah, if if you look at the descriptions of the first couple of podcasts, we can tell you're not very good at reading. Yeah, I'm kind of illiterate. <laughs> yeah. But hey, but, I can do math, <laughs> and he can talk. So he can talk. There you go. Yeah, he's can. good. He's not good for much, but he's good for something. <laughs> yeah. Concrete math and talking. Yeah, and so, shooting. True that. Ask yep. Wes. Yeah. 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 I, I am. He can't hear, but he can shoot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, what are your hunting goals this year for? 2024 justin oh well we're hoping to maybe build so that could damper some hunting but uh, sure we got the black hills turkey because i would like to get a a tom this year versus a jake sure and then get out shed hunting again that's that's my big goal yeah and then um this fall actually we're gonna be doing a what is it coyote rabbit crow pigeon hunt here and a little uh, bit of everything yeah it's in Late February, the last weekend of February. Sure. Is that like That's a little competition? By, yeah, it's south of Delhi. Okay. Over in over over in that area. So that'll be a, that's always a fun hunt. Yeah. The one year I did, it was two years ago, we shot like hundred and seventy pigeons <laughs> in in one day. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like a really, really good time. That oh my like god. Time. It really is. There's so, the unicorn hat. I'm showing these guys yeah. the unicorn hat with nice. Colton on it. So that, as it's you kind can of see, awesome. Like did the ears flop? Yeah, so you can like you can put those all the way up, or they have like the little uh, there's a little slit, so you can put the one ball through and have it tight on your chin. <laughs> but like we're we're sweating, actively sweating, and he's like, I have to have this hat on. It's kind or of awesome. Shoot anything. So, anyways, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll we're, do the Black Hills in Colorado, and then yep. probably do a Wisconsin turkey again this sure. spring. And, and then get back elk, elk hunting and stuff this year. Not if we build. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, again, I'd rather be shed hunting than sure. actually elk hunting. And it's any now Colorado's going to like strictly point system anymore. So yeah. like, you have to do that whole point thing, and you have to buy like a hunting license even if you don't even hunt in the fall. Just oh, no to kidding. buy your points. Oh no, in kidding. the spring. So I don't really like messing with that too much. Sure. Honestly. Um, but Cole and I started looking into doing a mule deer hunt in South Dakota. Nice. It might take a few years to get our tag for it, obviously. Yeah. But that'd be a fun one, too, just because we could do a mule deer, and then we can take our shotgun and go grouse hunting the same trip. Heck, yeah. We heard, <laughs> who was telling us that that if you put in um, for, like, you put in as a party, mm. you got more chances of actually getting it together at the same time. Was that your buddy that was on that was telling us that? I, I remember hearing that, but I know, like, if you put in... I don't know exactly who it was, but if you put in as a group, you guys have better odds to draw as both of you getting a tag together Yeah. Okay. versus Good just to if you both apply separately. Is that in South Dakota you're talking? Or? The, there's multiple states that it's better. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly which state it is, but it's like applying as a party. Sure. Um, but yeah, pheasant hunting this fall, whitetail yep. hunting this fall in Wisconsin, and then see how everything pans out, but it'd be nice to do another grouse slash pheasant hunt in South sure. Dakota. It's a nice state to get out. and Well, him and I did too when we did our September trip. We laid a tarp on the ground. We laid a tarp through the truck doors and just made a makeshift tent and nice. just slept on the ground that way versus the back of the truck because we had four dogs with us. Yeah, that'd be kind of hard that back way. Back of the truck was pretty packed with... I'm glad somebody yeah. can rough it. Wes? <laughs> hey, I'm on Wesley's side here, literally and figuratively. I am a hotel, <laughs> I am a hotel and Airbnb type of guy if I can. Oh, dude, I am on the ground or in the back of the truck kind of guy. I like to rough it. Uh, Not to sound girly or nothing, but like... When we got done grouse hunting each night and we're staying out there in the, you know, the grasslands, watching that sunset, having a whiskey, yeah. glass of whiskey. What do you mean, girly? That's like the manliest thing ever. Having a glass of whiskey, watching the sun go down after you just killed a bunch of grouse. Yeah, and, good friend. Yeah, and listening to the grouse in the night. It's just That'd so cool. peaceful and nobody's yep. out there with yep. us, you know. You're just, it's just awesome. Yeah, that's that's the closest you can be to like being a part of nature, nature being yeah. in. It's it's like almost like watching the sun come up, but I like seeing the sun go down personally. Yeah, I love both. Yeah, and that's what you have when you're staying out there in the grasslands. I gotta that's say, awesome. I don't know. I gotta say, I think I think sunrises are better than sunsets. <sighs> Depends on the day. It does depend. That's true. That's true. For my house, it's it's always sunrises because yeah. I can't see the sunset behind yeah. my house. That's right. <laughs> um, out there, I'd say sunsets were better than sunrises. Yeah, even though like. It's just the opposite side, but it just seemed like the view was better when the sun was setting. Sure. Yeah. But then, uh, as you guys know, pheasants, they cackle. Mm-hmm. Rouse, they giggle. They literally sound like they're laughing when they get up and they're flying away from you. Huh, what? Whole, you have to Google <laughs> so it. So it's, like it's like the duck hunt game. The dog's laughing at you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so in the evening and in the morning when you're getting ready to go hunting, you're, you're just trying to listen for that giggle because then you kind of at least have an... Literally, like, you just, yeah. just, you have to YouTube it. It's, huh. it's just fun. I, can, I sure. can do it on the computer. We can listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, I kind of want to hear it's this. It's just something different. Sure. And it's just, yeah. And Peter they're Pat really Pauly. pretty bird. They have a really nice white, like, the mature ones are really white. Yeah. And they have, uh, the sharp-tailed grouse have more, like, the barred look like a pheasant. Different colors, but sure. barred. Or, uh, like, a V-shape, I mean. Right. But then the prairie chickens have, like, a straight bar across their feathers. Okay. How, on their how chest. do they, like... Size comparison to like a pigeon or they about the same size, a little bit. Prairie bigger, chickens little were just shy, just just a little smaller than a pheasant. Sure. And then the prairie or the sharp tailed grouse were bigger than a pigeon, smaller than a pheasant. Okay. But they have the both of them have a really nice dark red meat to them. Oh. 
Sure. And they're flavorful. I I almost like them more than pheasant, honestly. Yeah. What, what was purposes. that weird look for, Clinton? Well, because so you said grouse giggling, sharp right? Sharp tail grouse, yeah. A sharp tail grouse? Yeah, okay, sharp so, tail grouse. So I'm seeing drumming, but I'm not seeing. The, but I'm I'm also a little bit illiterate. You can try it too, I know. That's my first year, so I'm. Do you ever do any uh, dove hunting or anything? I, I did in the past, and I tried doing a sunflower food plot this year. Um, and we had a perfect rain right after, and then it was a three-week drought, and nothing grew. Oh, that's oh. I did sunflowers around our garden. Those came in great because they got water from yep. us sprinkling, yep. you know, all the sprinklers and stuff. But Yeah, you guys got a hell of a garden up there. Yeah, it was a good year for the garden. So if you ever do sunflowers, make sure you get the right ones, though. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's two different kinds of sunflowers, ones that have large seeds and ones that have smaller seeds, and the smaller seeds are the ones that you're going to want. Really? Because the large seeds, the the doves don't want them because they can't eat them. They're too big. Oh, they can't crack them open? Yeah. That would make more sense because I don't think I – I don't know. I can ask my wife, too, but I don't think we saw any doves. Wife? She shook her head no. Yeah, so we had these awesome sunflowers, and then once they dried out, we cut the heads off and put them on the ground upside so the birds get to them easier. Sure. And I, I don't think I've seen one dove, and that's hmm. probably why then. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's just two species of them that I okay. that, that I know of off the top of my head. And good I, to know. Yep. It's good to know. Huh. Next time. Yeah. I have three months to research that. There you go. Mm. Next year. There you go. This year. This year. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, I keep thinking it's 2023. I, I know. So are we going to listen to this or what? It, I did not find anything that was close to it. That one was like strutting and doing like a, not a, like a cackle. He was just like doing one note things. Can you get one of sharp tailed grouse flying? I tried. Look it up. <laughs> First off, my computer says there's pollen tomorrow. So I hope everyone's doing okay with that. There's what tomorrow? Pollen. Huh. Let's not know what season we're in. Pollen. Let's not know what season we're in. You know, it's cold. It's like two degrees right now. And there's like two feet of snow out there. Yeah. And Dude, I put oh. out alfalfa today and maybe my, I have pollen in my nose. Maybe it knows that. I took my right. snowmobile out today. So I got, you know, I left before this big snowstorm and the big cold came. I went down to Florida. Smart man. And, uh, well, yeah, it was a good time. And uh, so then I came back and I just got back uh, Wednesday night at like 1030. And... Uh, course i didn't go immediately home because i'm smart like that so yep. i didn't get home to like midnight one o'clock so basically got home at thursday you know and uh and i was not in the mood to go on my snowmobile my back was hurting from driving yesterday back was still hurting didn't want to get in the sled and then today i'm like you know what i gotta get it out dude it felt so good to get in that snow i believe it all right, my, uh, brother-in-law's he's out in the mountains right now, snowmobiling. Nice. Oh, I'm jealous. That's cool. Last couple of years, he I'm, does I'm like three jealous. trips out west no between kidding. Colorado, Wyoming, and then he does some up to Michigan too. But That's cool. Yeah, I'm always loving like his views. Like I have to hike that, and he just snowmobiles up there. I'm like, hmm, that'd be nice too. Yeah, just, just yeah. to get up that high. Yeah. Dang right. All right, so we're gonna listen to the sound and see if it's yes. maybe close. Yes. Oh. You gotta turn the thingy up. It is turned up. No, it's not. No, on here. Isn't it one of those you got to turn up? Or is it this one? No, it's not the one that says phone. It should be this one. Hmm. I'm blaming Wes. I didn't do nothing. I just download them. <laughs> oh, well. I, I really wanted to hear this. Huh. We're not, we're not clicking those buttons. All right. Well, that worked great. Huh. I'm glad everyone can hear this because we can't either. Oh, well. 
That's weird. We'll figure it out. It just yep. sounds like Peter Griffin running away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but well. Yeah, the tough thing with the grouse, though, with them being in shorter habitat, mm-hmm. they can kind of see you from, like, a half mile away. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Was it well, muted? Was it muted on the computer? It was muted <laughs> on the computer. <laughs> Let's try this shit again. Third time's a charm. All right, here we go. Moment of truth. Is that the sound? <laughs> That's kind of cool. That does not sound like Peter Griffin, he asked me. It's definitely a That's the weirdest wow. sound ever. Yeah. Huh. So you imagine two dozen of those flashing and giggling away. Oh, that's a nice dance right there. Yeah, oh, dude, that's like me trying to. Yeah, that, I was gonna say that's like me trying to get ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't watch that on the podcast. That's too. That's too PG thirteen. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh. Again, just like a pheasant, it's just you just listen for that sound from whenever you're out there. Sure. Yeah. The the last morning I was hunting them. Um, again, I'm learning. It was something new for me. I'm learning, but. I was using the wind, so I figured they'd be on the back side of the hill because the wind was coming at me. So I'm like, okay, I'll come downwind with the dog. But the problem was they probably see me coming from the truck. Sure. Because they're on this side of the hill, but I'm coming downwind thinking the wind. But when the grass is only like a foot tall, they put their head up. They probably see me coming. So I need to, next year, when it's windy like that, and you know they'll probably be on the back side, you need to come from the ups, upwind side. Yeah. And pop up on top because of them. yeah because if you're coming from the upwind side then they're gonna have to try to fly into the upwind side as well because right. birds always need an updraft to lift themselves up so probably is the best choice to come from the other side and like they won't see you they might maybe hear you yeah maybe well I've but. learned I've learned a lot of things about hunting and one thing is sound really hasn't scared anything away okay um because they don't know what you are it could be a deer. They don't know. Be Just because there's a loud crash doesn't mean you're, they're scared. They're scared because they see you. They smell right. you. I mean, the hearing definitely alerts them. Sure. But you're not going to get something to run away from you just because it hears something, you know, 100 yards away or right. 50 yards away. That is one thing I did figure out. Yeah, the, the birds I flushed, it was a half-mile hike from the truck to where I flushed them, and I was about halfway, and they took off. I'm like, well, I was right. They were there. But I'm like, I didn't attack that properly. <laughs> oh, I should re- uh, we say that turkeys, coyotes, and deer might be a little different though on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So oh, I think I sent this video to Wes on Messenger. They had a, a little kitty. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I used to over, and this deer went to like crack. It oh open, yeah. And all the deer just scattered because they thought they got shot at. Yeah, that was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I seen that video. That's pretty good. Well, well, Justin, do you have anything else for us? Uh, oh, a little bit of everything right there. Yeah, but yeah, it was awesome having you on. Thank yeah, you so much for coming it, tonight. Mate. That was awesome. It was a nice one. We might have to do another season recap after you find uh, split sheds, and I could drool over those the whole time while you're here. <laughs> Works for me. Hopefully, you get them. Yeah, we'll we'll have to come back in May once I get back from Colorado. Heck yeah! Dang right. So yeah, I'll just go you with guys. you in May, and I'll just bring the podcast up with us. Heck there it. You go. Yeah, we got the, yeah, we got the travel kit. There you go. Yep. So the. Well, I guess that's it. So the way we end every podcast, uh, stay safe. Enjoy the hunt. And know the outdoors.